Dear baby girl, hey, what's up? Okay, so last week we spoke about unsupportive partners and how to survive that. No, not just survive, how to thrive in that negative environment because you know what? That can drown you. If you haven't heard that podcast, go back. However, if you do have a supportive partner, that is fantastic. And we're going to talk about that a little bit here. And I'm going to talk to you about how to be a supportive partner and how to thank your supportive partner because you know what the two go hand in hand firstly i just want to say baby girl whatever your partner is doing whether they're supportive or not that is between them and the lord you are accountable for your own behavior and quite frankly it's so much better to be a supportive um a supportive spouse than to be this mean horrible person and why do you want to be mean and horrible and waste all that energy besides do you know when you're mean and upset you know that face you make it gives you wrinkles who wants that and then you have to waste money on expensive creams and botox and ugh, when you could just be happy and, and kind you know so much easier okay so to be a supportive partner you need to be a cheerleader and Think about a cheerleader at a football game. They're not out there playing the football. The football, oh my gosh. Okay, I think I've just given away that I don't watch sports. <laughs> okay, so they're not out there playing football. They're, that's not their goal. Scoring a touchdown is not their goal. You know, um, their goal is to do the best cheerleading dance that they can and their goal is to cheer on those football team while they are you know scoring touchdowns tackling and all that jazz okay you don't need to understand what your partner is doing just like your partner doesn't really need to understand what you're doing um an example is okay i'll use myself you all know i love writing i'm constantly writing facts i was writing Tonight, before coming on and recording the podcast, it's, well, I say night, but it's, it's Monday at 1 a.m. Um, I don't need my spouse to read what I'm writing. In fact, if I knew, knew that he was reading and, and because of his personality being all judgy, I wouldn't feel comfortable to just let my creativity go and I wouldn't be able to be fully immersed in the world and the story and the characters that I've made making up right I just need him to to be supportive in a way that when he sees me go like like click because it, ha- it happens so suddenly where um I'll be going about my day and then something pops into my head like a scenario and I need to write down and as soon as I start writing or typing it just flows but I can't be disrupted because it's kind of like, it's so weird. It's not a trance. It's kind of like I've got the story in my mind and it's playing. It's playing like a video. And as it's playing, I need to kind of keep up and write with what's what's happening in my head. But if I'm being disturbed, um, which as a mom that happens, you know, I kind of lose it and I only get half of the movie that's in my head, right? Or the episode. So... The way he could support me is by, you know, okay, taking our child and distracting our child and, you know, leaving the room or or something, 
you know, or just allowing me that space and that peace to kind of write. Um, you know, real, but realistically, this is what happens, you know. Uh, and if if you're a mom, you know exactly. I will sit down on the sofa with a cup of coffee. I'll take a sip, and my kid goes, "Mama, I want a snack." Okay, you know, he can reach the snack cupboard. However, I keep forgetting to put the plastic bowls where he can reach them to help himself. And you know, he's three; it still makes a mess. So I go help him i sit down Uh oh mommy i missed so of course you know he he cleans up after himself but he's three he's still learning so you know get up you know after everything and i i'll I'll sit down again i'll maybe have another sip of my coffee mommy look here mommy look at this and i mean it's fair he needs me and he is my priority but that's just kind of my day all day every day and and then my coffee doesn't get finished it doesn't and it's not just me it is every single mom out there moms can testify to this before we can became moms we would go out to a coffee shop and order an iced coffee now we go out to a coffee shop and we want a hot coffee because that is the only place we'll have a hot coffee and at the end of the day my cup of coffee from the morning is still half full and i get moaned at because it's wasteful and it is wasteful (laughs) i get it but i just i can't i can't drink it so um (laughs) that's my day so my support would be you know you go pick pick up the, the crackers off the floor and the crumbs before they or the juice that is spilled or or cut up an apple or let me write for like you know I need 15 minutes half an hour tops and then maybe it's over and the next episode plays whenever it plays right um I don't need like it's a romance book that I'm writing my husband's a husband he's not romantic (laughs) what does he know about romance he's not going to be interested in reading it and that's part of you know that's cool i don't need him to read it i just need him to support me and to win when i'm feeling like you know i've got that writer's block um i just need him to go you can do it just breathe you've got it you know the story it's in your heart it's in your head you know what to write next you're good that's all i need that is all i need seriously and you know i don't know maybe like a you know those cup warmers or something because I once um, I once went to go microwave my coffee, you know, because I'm like, well, it's a cup of coffee. It's still fresh-ish. And I forgot the cup in the microwave. And we don't use the microwave that often in the house. And oh, <laughs> that was the first last time I ever microwaved coffee in. Yeah. So be your spouse's cheerleader you don't need to know what's going on in their world you just need to be there and hand them that cup of coffee and if you've got kids distract them you know if um if uh you guys are still young and you're starting out and um maybe you're in the last year of high school and um he's stressing about getting into exams then you know what maybe what you can do is like get him some um snacks for a study session and go hey you got it or i i know 
for me at university, I used to get distracted because I used to watch um, videos on my desktop. I didn't even have a laptop, <laughs> giving my age. And um, so I knew exam time. My computer <laughs> left the house. I unplugged that tower thing and it left because, well, yeah. And you know what? My boyfriend at the time, we put it at his house and he was fine with it he knew and that was supportive you know so that just that little thing you know it's the same thing like okay if you're young if you're really young I don't know if you'll relate to this but this was my mindset when I was young was the moment we had something that was not in common like he's very into video games and I was not and I panicked a little bit that I wasn't so I really tried to get into them and I sucked so bad at them <laughs> we, I went to something called a LAN um, and if you don't know what a LAN is it's a whole bunch of people get together at someone's house and we connect our computers uh, yeah computers not even laptops oh, oh actually I don't know if you could do that with a laptop it's been years and then you play um, games like Call of Duty or just like a, a ball shooting game like, I don't even know what it's called and I was so bad and there was one of the people there and I think he took pity on me because he was <laughs> one of the best players and I, I got to you know take down his character a couple of times on Call of Duty and guarantee you <laughs> I'm not even a good aim when I'm clicking a mouse so um you know but you know what i'm claiming it he was kind enough he gave it to me so i'm saying thank you for that i'm claiming it <laughs> you know whereas now it's like okay well you got your thing i got my thing enjoy you know another thing you can do is and this i think is the biggest one is pray for them you know just how you pray for your own goals pray for theirs here's the kicker here's the most incredible thing about prayer is um you don't even have to be dating that person or married to that person to pray for them if you or maybe you haven't spoken to them in years maybe the last time you actually spoke to this person was on you know your wedding day or i don't know your 16th birthday or high school or whatever the case may be it's okay if you are still thinking about them they're still in your heart you can pray for them i know um there is a girl i was at university with i do not know her name i think i maybe spoke to her like once or twice and i think about her a lot and um i don't know why she's just it's been so many years and I still think about her. And you know what? Maybe I should actually pray for her. I'm telling you to pray for people you're thinking about. And I just dawned on me that I've been praying for other people, but not her. Okay. So, and you know what? If you're listening, you don't know her. I don't know why. Uh, well, I know why you don't know her. She's a complete different country. But um, let's just pray for her. God knows who she is. And if you say, hey, Lord, the girl that Mama B spoke to on the podcast... Um, you know, you know what she needs. This we pray. And then there's the number one way to be able to support your spouse is to be your own person. Men are fantastic at this. They are great. 
great at this. Um, Woman, on the other hand, not so much. You know, just like my thing with with the gaming. um, We get told, um, men too, men get told they have to be a certain way. But I think women, we tend to tell each other, and it is, because I've never heard a man say this. It's, it's always, it's always um, the comments always come from other women, and we're always putting each other down. It's horrible. But we put each other down so much that we believe it. You know, our mothers, our sisters, our aunts, um, our cousins, our female friends, female co-workers. It's, and after hearing all the negativity, we have heart, like big, big hearts. We do. And because we've got big hearts, we take all of this in and we kind of, we, we don't want to be hated. We don't want to be a burden. We don't want to be horrible. We all strive to be kind and loving and, you know, wonderful. So subconsciously and maybe even consciously, we try and change. We try and work ourselves to... Um, to do what other people like like with me in the games you know um one thing that i i always had the courage for when it came to my marriage and especially being married to an atheist um it was that i was not going to give up god and i was not going to give up jesus and that jesus and god came first and yes that did come up in while we were engaged I think I've engaged or just before we got engaged that came up and um, I made it very clear who would win and I think that's why it's not been brought up and yeah but you know just if you're dating an atheist and you're like me where you're like Oh, you know, I'll just pray and he'll he'll convert. I'll pray and he'll convert. Baby girl, they don't always convert. Um, you need to pray to God and ask him. And if he says no, do not go through with that wedding. Do not pull a Sarah. And for those of you who don't know, do you remember um, God told Abraham that he was going, he and his wife Sarah were going to have a ton of children. Abraham and Sarah were were very, very old. Sarah lost her faith. She let her fear overcome her faith. And she told Abraham to go and have a baby with one of her handmaids. So um, (laughs) she lost her faith in God. She acted on her own accord. Instead of listening to what God had to say and waiting patiently. Um, And now here her husband has a baby with this other woman. And God eventually did fulfill his promise because that's God right so um however with marriage once we go in and if we choose to be obedient and we look at the ways out of marriage there are three i say two because jesus christ spoke of two ways out but um i can't remember if it was it was one of the four um, it was either Matthew no it wasn't Matthew was it Peter I, anyway um, okay so Jesus Christ said this you can leave your marriage like you can separate for a bit then come back that's cool 
But ladies, if we divorce our husbands, he better have cheated. Because if he had not cheated, then you are considered an adulteress, right? Even though you did nothing. And then you go and you fall in love with the most amazing man. Who, by the way, has probably never been with another woman. Let's just say. But he marries you. And you've gotten out of this marriage um, in a way that I call illegal. Because it's not according to Jesus' law. And um, now you're an adulteress. And Jesus clearly says that this man is an adulteress. Who, and Jesus clearly states that adulterers go to hell. So if, you, if you've if you already done it, you don't know, ask for forgiveness. But don't go willingly into sin. Because that's just, ugh, you know, that's one way. Jesus Christ also spoke. And this is in the book of Matthew. If you don't believe me, go check about um, the other way out of marriage is if the spouse dies, right? Uh, and then, like I said, I cannot remember now if it was Peter or Paul, or, um, no, not Paul, was it Luke? I can't remember, but but this is this is where I'm like, Jesus didn't say it, so I don't know, but apparently, um, like in my situation, um, if my husband, an atheist, goes, you know what, you're a Christian, I want nothing to do with that, goodbye. He's allowed to put me away because of my beliefs in Jesus Christ, if he's a non-believer. But Jesus didn't say it, so I'm like, <laughs> you know, because, but you know what, um, it's there, it's in the Bible. So I need to do more praying about that third one, to be honest with you. So if God says no, obey, there's power in obedience. Okay. Moving on, so now let's say you've got a supportive spouse, a supportive partner, and they are just amazing. They are your biggest cheerleader, they pray for you, they're their own person, they let you be your own person. Um, make sure you, you're thanking them. There's so many different ways that you can thank them. You know, you can cook them their favorite meal. I know men love a good meal, and they always say a way to man's heart is through his stomach, you know? You can do a romantic date. If he's more of a romantic person, you can do a fun date where it's like a theme park or a picnic. Or if you're more adventurous, um, mountain climbing, a hike, you know. You can do maybe not even anything together. Let's say he loves cars and speed. And and um, get him um, a lesson um a lesson or no not a lesson what am i thinking of um you know one of those activity bundles where it's kind of like an experience activity where you can drive like a super fast car or be in a super fast car with like a professional driver or something ladies if uh, you're married to him you know bring out the oils give him a, a little sexy massage you know or go simple just a little chocolate every now and then and I'm not talking about, you don't have to do all this continuously, you know, but it's nice to every now and then, you know, say thank you to your spouse. Just like, you like to be thanked, right? I mean, imagine we're doing, we're doing everything we can to support a partner and just to know that they notice. Doesn't that feel good? Or if we've gone out of our way, or we're not even out of our way, if we've come home from a long day of work and the last thing we want to cook we want to do is cook but we still do and we still put our heart into it and we cook a good meal and you know 
want them to just wolf down your food. We want to say, mm, babe, this is nice. Thank you. Or thanks for dinner. You know, the very least, you know. So it just it feels good. Make sure you're thanking that person. And if you've got a supportive spouse, pray for the rest of us that don't. Anyway, you know what? It is Valentine's week and... I don't know if I'll do a, uh, an extra podcast on Valentine or not just because it is the anniversary of my grandfather's death on Valentine's Day and it's it's like a bittersweet holiday. A part of me wants to really celebrate um, and show I don't see it as a romantic holiday. It just It's a day where I really show my family members that I love them. But then at the same time, it's a really sad day for me because I was really close with my grandfather so I'm not promising anything but you know what maybe I'll do a bonus episode maybe I won't I'll I'll see how how I'm feeling on the day I don't want to come on here and, and be crying and being all well on a day that so many people are enjoying anyway baby girl if if I don't see you on Valentine's Day happy Valentine's Day and I love you all so much bye